Welcome back to Mishnayomi. Today's an exciting day. Mazel tov. We are about to finish Mishnayis Shavias with Perik Yud Mishnatas, and then we're going to move on to Mishnayis Truma, learning Torah never ends. Perik Aleph Mishnah Aleph. If someone, as we learned from the last Mishnah, insists on repaying the loan of Shmita, that Shmita was a farmer, excuse me, Shmita canceled out. The sages are very happy with someone like that. Similarly, let's say a person uh, borrows money from a convert, and a convert dies, and when the convert has children who also converted with him. So halachically, when a person converts, they're considered a newborn child, and therefore the people who convert with him, even though biologically they're his children, halachically they're not considered his children, although it's a discussion if he still has to fulfill true remove, we're not going to get into that, but for our on, for our purposes right here, the children are not considered his biological children, and therefore they, his halachic children, and therefore they don't inherit the uh, the loans that his father that his father had lent out. They don't inherit the ability to collect the loans. But if a person goes ahead and still says, insists, I'm still going to pay back to you what I owed your father, are very happy with that. Lastly, any movable object is acquired through Mashiach. Mashiach is a Kenyan where you essentially take an item and you bring it close to you. Therefore, if you go to a store and you pay for something, but you don't do the Mashiach, you technically do not have not acquired it. You do not have not taken ownership over it. However, if one does, decides, does not back out, out, and even though they paid for it, and they keep their word, and they continue to do Mashiach, so then too we say the Ruach because even though technically you could have said, ah, I didn't do Mashiach, I never acquired it, even though I paid the money, and I'm still legally able to back out, because I'll say, we're very happy if we don't. More than that, the Marble Matsi records, we actually apply a sign called the Mishapara. The Chazal give a bit of a curse to someone who backs out when they technically are allowed to, but after they already paid up. Hadrin Allah, Mishnah Thank you very much for learning Mishnah Shviyas with me. It's been exhilarating and exciting. Let's move on to Mishnah Truma. Now, Truma we've talked about many, many times. It's come up so many times, the idea, and most of the Mishnah is talking about the Truma Gadola, the first tent that you remove that goes to the Kohen, um, that goes to the Kohen. Before, we'll, we'll discuss again a lot of it as we go on. Let's just do the first mission together. And then it's as follows. Hamisha lo yisrimov in truma, ain trumas and truma. There are five people who are not allowed to take truma. They're not allowed to go to separate. And if they do so, even if they do so, it's still not considered truma. And I think we're getting it. Why we open the set with this? Because effectively, we're actually making a statement and saying as follows. That don't think truma is a gift that, is, that has to be given. And so long as it gets to the Cohen's hands, so then... Then all is good and well, but in fact, it has to be given as well. It's not just about the, the Kohen receiving it, but there's something in the Sino as well. Perhaps you can argue say mitzvah to give, or definitely, or, or, uh, definitely either a matir, perhaps even a mitzvah to give, but more than that, maybe you need to have the giving to create the halos truma. In order to create this to be considered to have the status of truma, it has to be given in the right way. And if you fail to do so, if the, you know, even if the Kohen gets it into his hands, like it's facilitated through, well, we'll see a cheres, someone who is a deaf mute, and we assume doesn't have the proper ability to have intention. When they give, to give in the right way. So then, even though the coin is facilitated and it gets to the coin, it's not good enough. There's something in the giving in of itself that creates this to have a status of truma, which is why we're opening up with this Mishnah, kind of random, of the five people who cannot give truma even if they try. A cherish, again, someone who's a deaf mute, we'll see for the next Mishnah, which back then there was no way to communicate with them, no way for them to communicate, so we assume that they are essentially a shota, which is the next one. A shota is someone who, is, who is not, doesn't have proper das, they are, they're crazy. Hakatan, a child, because the children, don't, again, don't have the right amount of das, the requisite amount of das to 
create a, to, uh, a Kenyan to create a uh, ability to give over something, to acquire something, and to, or they can actually acquire, but they can't uh, bequeath something. Moreover, if you try to give over Truma from something that's not yours, I go to your field. If I go to someone else's field and I take Truma and give it to Cohen, it doesn't work. Who am I to take from their field? And lastly, over the covenant is hard for Yisrael, and now it comes and takes Truma from Yisrael. Also, it doesn't work. And again, all these things is because we're trying to create a halos Truma. You need to do it in the proper way, and which potentially is learned out of the uh, ability of the way in which get one gives to the base of Migdash. It's this pattern that as well, that when one gives base Migdash, you also need to have this level of Das. Going on the last case, even if the non-Jew has Rishus from the uh, Jew to take Truma, it still doesn't work. It's not Chal, and it's not going to be considered Truma. I wish everyone a wonderful day, and Atzlacha, and our new limit of Mishnah's Truma, starting tomorrow with Perak Aleph Mishnah Beis. I wish everyone a wonderful day, and if you have any comments or feedback, please feel free to reach out.